Well, a global pandemic, a crisis in our healthcare system, crowded ERs, skyrocketing housing prices, the price of gas, high inflation eating away at our spending power and our savings, long waits at airports and for services such as passports. There are a lot of reasons for Canadians to be feeling a little grumpy these days. Call it frustrated. But what really is top of mind, or shall we say, top of the yes, we do mind list? Well, a new monthly index by Polaris Strategic Insights sets out to measure our collective mood these days. And the first edition is out revealing answers on topics including federal and provincial governments, the economy and your finances, changes going on in the country right now, and current events. So what did they find? What are we angry about or at least frustrated about? Joining me now is Dan Arnold. He's Chief, Chief Strategy Officer at Polara Strategic Insights. Dan, thank you for your time. Happy to be here. This seemed like uh, the right time to do this. Was that the inspiration for the index? You sort of thought, well, wait a second, I guess we should really know what Canadians are angry about these days. Yeah, and I think, you know, heading into the summer, uh, myself and probably a lot of other Canadians thought this was going to be a nice, easy, free, carefree summer, you know, coming out of COVID and restrictions, and it just going to be a good time. But I feel like every barbecue that I was at this summer, people were complaining about uh, airport delays or passport renewals or the price of bacon at the grocery store, you name it. So it certainly seemed like there was a lot of frustration across the land. And, uh, you know, in the polling business, when you hear a lot of anecdotes, you want to actually see if it's true or not, and you want to get a a real quantifiable read on the situation. So that's why we uh, set out to uh, to measure the uh, the level of anger about different issues across the country. Dan, it's good to know that both pollsters and journalists always find inspiration at family barbecues. That's always, uh, you know, that's that's where you hear that's where you hear what's going. That's the grapevine, right? That's where you hear what uh, people are really worried about. Great what focus group, you... yeah, exactly. Um, you asked on you you concentrated on certain subjects, right? On certain broad topics. Yeah, so there's uh, as part of this index, we're going to ask this every month. So there's a few questions we're going to ask every month, which is how you feel about uh, federal and provincial governments, about the economy, about your personal finances, about the types of changes that are happening in Canada. But then we also sprinkled in a few more topical issues as well, too, just to kind of get a read on what is it specifically that is at the moment uh, piquing the uh, the nerves of Canadians. So that's where we got into issues like inflation, gas prices. Uh, the airport and passport delays I mentioned, the uh, the trucker convoy from earlier this year, and uh, the housing market. So looking at uh, a mix of things that are in the news these days, but a few things uh, that are evergreen, such as uh, frustration with government, that uh, we could ask that for 100 years. People will always be angry yeah. about government probably, but at least we'll be able to see kind of how it ebbs and flows. And the uh, the intensity of the anger is kind of what we're looking for on that front there, because uh you know, when it starts to boil over, that's kind of what we saw in uh, Peace River uh, with the deputy prime minister uh, over the weekend there with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, lashing out pretty, pretty uh, virulently. And uh, right. you know, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, the level of anger is, is not boiling over at that point, which is what we're trying to uh, keep tabs on. Right. The incident with uh, Christia Freeland in Grand Prairie. Of course, you found anger, but not rage, I gather. Or you found some anger, but not rage, or at least not much. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, by and large, across the uh, those kind of core questions that I mentioned there, on average, about half of Canadians say that they're at least annoyed or moderately angry. Um, but the level of people who say that they are very angry only averaged 14% across those questions. Now, some of them more than others, and there are so many pockets of the country and, and certain demographic groups where that's a bit higher. But I'd say, you know, by and large, I, when I look at this data, I'd say that, uh, you know, we're, we're a grumpy country right now, um, but I don't... I don't see the, the level of intense rage at a widespread level yet 
um, that, um, you know, you'd start to get concerned about. But that's obviously something we want to keep an eye on moving forward because we have seen, you know, incidents like the ones we talked about here. And, you know, in other countries like the U.S., these uh, level of anger has boiled over to much more uh, you know, violent uh, situations at times. So we want to uh, you know, keep tabs on that going forward to see if uh, that level of intense anger starts to go up over time. When it comes to government, I guess it perhaps wasn't surprising that it's about half-half, right? Half the country are angry at the federal government, the other half aren't. Uh, same with provincial governments in many places, as far as I could tell from reading your report. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost uh, almost half of Canadians who are angry right now at the federal or provincial government. Uh, very few said they're happy, but there's, a, there's enough that are at least, uh, you know, grudgingly neutral towards uh, government at the moment there. Um, you know, you do see some interesting regional divisions there um, you know, on the prairie provinces, for example. Not surprising that they're the angriest about the federal government. Um, you know, when you look at election results, that kind of stands to reason. Um, but they're also the angriest right now towards their provincial government in, uh, in the three prairie provinces, whereas uh, in British Columbia and Quebec, that's where there was the least anger towards uh, the provincial government, which is, you know, probably good news for the Quebec Premier since he's going into re-election yeah, right now. Yeah, since he launched an election um, over the weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, good timing. And actually, across across all of the um, the questions we asked, Quebecers tended to be the least angry about the about the economy, about the uh, types of changes going on in the country. Those types of big questions there. So, you know, they seem to generally be in the in the best mood right now among uh, among Canadians. Did you see any um, any age? Like, was was there a difference when it came to age as well? You mentioned that a bit earlier, just in terms of who's happy about what. Because I can imagine some of these some of these topics impact different age groups in different ways. Yeah, I mean, on average, it tended to be um, people in their 40s and 50s who are the angriest. I think that's probably a byproduct of just some of the different economic pressures uh, that you're facing. You have expenses related to kids and mortgages, and you're worried about retirement, and you have workforce pressures, and your time is at a premium, and and things like that that could be boiling over to the, the surface. Um, but there are, you know, once you start going across the list there, um, you know, not surprisingly, young people are the ones who are angriest about the housing market by a wide, wide margin there. Um, whereas, uh, you know, some of the other issues tended to play a bit more into the older demographic uh, groups. Um, but, uh, you know, on average, it actually tends to be seniors who are the least uh, angry at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they've been the least worked up about most of the issues here, though there were a few things here um that uh like the trucker convoy for example that seniors tend to be the most uh, angry about yeah I, I wanted to get into some of those specific ones right after this one of the things i found interesting because it's sort of advice for us for me was that a lot of people found uh found that uh, the media wasn't helping them get any less angry yeah so uh you know among the core questions that we asked there uh we saw that there were Six in ten Canadians who said that they were at least annoyed or angry about the stories that they're reading in the news, which is higher than the level of anger towards government, higher than the level of anger towards the economy. Um, now, it's not necessarily that they uh, are angry at the media for reporting these things, but it certainly stands to reason that a lot of the things that are being talked about in the news these days are not uh, firemen rescuing puppies from trees. It tends to be things that are making people angry, some of these other stories that we've talked about here. Uh, and I think it, it definitely... Uh, would suggest that, you know, people are watching the news and it's making them angry. And that uh, probably is amplifying some of the, uh, the feelings that are, are out there. 
Uh, Dan, you looked into some of these specific items. Uh, which were the ones that are really angering people these days? You mentioned a few of them off the top, but perhaps let me know a bit more about just uh, what it was about those things, or what se- what the level of anger was uh, for various of various ones of these of these subjects we've been talking about. Yeah, so the uh, you know the things we tested, uh, inflation and gas prices were the two that were by far both the most widespread, with about eight in ten Canadians who said that they were at least annoyed by them, but also had a large number, four in ten, who said they were very angry by them. So these are things that are you know in comparison, we're talking about fifteen about fifteen percent of people who said they were very angry towards government. So these are things that are you know going above and beyond that kind of baseline uh, level of anger out there, and something that does seem to be impacting a lot of people, uh, which is, you know, not surprising. Everybody, everybody buys something at the grocery store, so they're all feeling the prices uh, going up there. And most people, uh, you know, drive around, so they're all seeing a big flashing reminder every day when they drive by uh, the local gas pump about the prices there. So, you know, I think, uh, again, that's not surprising, but it is definitely the things that are causing the biggest um, uh, flashpoints at the moment there. Uh, the trucker convoy was also up there. Only about two-thirds of Canadians said that that was something that was making them you know, at least annoyed or very angry. But that also had a big 4 in 10 number that were very angry. So that's something that was, you know, not surprisingly, very polarizing. Uh, and even six months after the fact, is still something that's a, a big source of anger for a lot of Canadians. Any surprises in there when you went off, uh, when you set out to find, to find out uh, the answers to these topics? Were there any of, the one, any of those responses surprise you at all? You know, in terms of where things fell out, uh, you know, not not to a large extent. I, I mean, I was a little surprised that, uh, you know, we're still seeing some of the anger towards the convoy there, even this far down the line. But I do think it is a bit of a proxy for just general frustration that has been building up for the past couple of years uh, around issues related to COVID and vaccines and restrictions and mandates. And we saw that, you know, boil to the surface with the convoy itself, but also you know, I think that that becomes a focal point for people on the other side of the issue who who saw that and kind of take out some of the frustration that they felt towards people who they feel are not you know, practicing the, the same kind of safety measures that they are. Um, so I think that's sort of a bit of a proxy war for just the, the general, um, you know, frustration that's built up around COVID and, and issues around that in the last, uh, in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I'd also say that some of the some of the splits when you start digging below the surface are, are interesting. For example, uh, you know, men and women on average have the same level of anger uh, overall, but very different things that they're getting getting worked up about. Uh, men a lot more angry towards government, a lot more angry about the passport and the travel delays, uh, whereas the economic issues uh, when it comes to things like housing, uh, inflation, personal financial situation, uh, a lot more anger among women on, uh, on those economic uh, questions. If I'm an aspiring uh, leader or a politician, I might uh, I might want to look into what you found because you did find some interesting splits, certainly on pocketbook issues versus sort of uh, government management issues, uh, inflation, obviously gas prices. I imagine politicians will be wanting to see uh, what you found out because, I mean, a lot of the times dissatisfaction drives voters, right? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, a, a good a good leader, a good politician uh, is somebody who's in touch with what uh, the people in their country or the province are going through. And I think it's important for them to um, understand where voters are coming from and what is uh, causing those emotional reactions there. Because I think emotions do drive uh, votes more than any kind of rational decision about uh, weighing the pros and cons of any kind of government there. Um, and, you know, some of these things are not issues that necessarily politicians can solve. Um, but I think it's important for them to at least understand, uh, you know, what the electorate is going through. 
Um, and, and to that end, you do see really dramatic uh, partisan splits on a few of these questions here. I mean, right. it's not surprising that people who did not vote for the government are angrier towards the government. But if you look at the people who are very angry towards the federal government, uh, 45% of conservative voters very angry. Um, only 6% of NDP voters uh, very angry towards the federal government. And neither of them voted for this government or would vote for this government if there was an election today. But certainly the, the level of anger is much more concentrated in the uh, in the conservative uh, side of things, which I think maybe explains some of the rhetoric we've seen during the leadership race uh, going on now that's trying to, to harness a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the NDP um, you know, signed a deal with the government uh, because uh, their voters obviously are not getting as worked up by the things that this government is doing and a lot more comfortable with the direction of the government. So, you know, lots of political implications to uh, how different types of voters are feeling about uh, these issues. And it should be interesting when you do it for a second time and then you continue to do it just to see how it measures uh, over time, obviously. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the intent is to sort of see how things will uh, evolve over time on some of those core questions there. And then also, you know, as other things, I'm sure there'll be other things that will uh, that will piss us all off. So we'll, we'll be sure to test those when they do happen. Uh, even, you know, we put this out this morning. I've already had tons of emails from people saying, oh, you should ask about telecom companies and banking right. fees and all the other things that bug them day to day. So oh, no. I don't think we'll have a shortage of uh, of sources of frustration to, uh, to pull on in the coming months. No, no, I have no doubt. If you start reaching back, into sort of yeah, telecom companies. And yeah, that'll, that'll be an interesting one. Dan, thank you so much. Uh, fascinating to read. It's really interesting to see where people are at on a lot of these issues because you know it's, as you mentioned, you know it anecdotally, but it's it's interesting to see how it breaks down when you actually go out and ask people, a lot of people, about these issues. Yeah, absolutely. And people can uh, can see the full uh, the full breakdown on our, our website at polaro.com if you're curious about looking at all those uh, breakdowns and crosstabs. Yeah, look forward to catching up on this again in the not-too-distant future, Dan. Thanks a lot.